the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson and I'm Brandon Kylie. The gang is all back in studio and right now we are very happy. I think this is the first time we've had everybody in studio and we've had Katie Wu on for her weekly hit in like a month and a half. I think that's it's actually been a very minute. True. Katie's had to sub in for each of us like three <laughs> times since she started with the Cardinals. Katie, how are you doing today? Full squad. I love it. How are you guys? We are fantastic. Katie Wu is joining us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Of course, you can find her work over at The Athletic. You should follow her on Twitter. She's at Katie J. Wu. Katie, I've been teasing your segment all day long as saying she's going to uh, explain to us why the Cardinals will begin their path tonight to the World Series. So can you go ahead and sell us on that? Okay, look, that, that's a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> and I can I can be as optimistic as possible there, but... I don't know. I don't know, guys. There's still a lot this team has to prove, and they know that, and I think everyone knows that. Well, we put a lot of pressure you on, on ready, Katie, because BK wants you to explain how they're going to be World Series champs, and T-Bone's over here trying to get you to put everybody back into the circle of trust. So I'm just going to throw an easier one at you. <laughs> explain to us why you feel Reyes could be an option for the Cardinals as a starter next season for how great of a season he's having right now. If you believe that. If you believe that. Maybe you don't. You know, that's a really good point. I think what Alex Reyes has done this season is just remarkable. I mean, what a tremendous story. He's been able to come out and be an absolute lights-out weapon in the ninth inning for the Cardinals. And all signs point to the Cardinals, you know, putting him back in the rotation next year. And I think it's a good problem to have when you look at your, your bullpen and you look at your closer situation and say, well, dang, we have a really good closer right now. Do we really want him to start? But I do think that he'll start. He certainly has the stuff. We've seen it. He has the, the high leverage. He has that slider. And I think as the Cardinals have found out um, many times this season, they can never have too much starting pitching. So any kind of viable option they can find, they're going to slot into the rotation for next year. But it certainly is fun to think, like, well, wow, the Cardinals have such a, an electric option in the ninth inning. And now that option could potentially be, you know, a higher rotation option come 2022. So I personally do not think that we talk about Alex Reyes enough, you know, hopefully for the Cardinals' sake, if they start winning these games in the second half and make the push like they think they're going to, Alex Reyes will get even more of a deserved spotlight because what he and Genesis Cabrera and Giovanni Gallegos have been able to do has just been, I think, the highlight of this Cardinals season. We're talking to Katie Wu here on 101 ESPN. All right, Katie, in all seriousness, the Cardinals do have some pitching questions over the next couple of days. Jake Wood for going tonight. I think Johan Oviedo will be the starter tomorrow. 
what is your sense on where the Cardinals are at right now with their rotation? Do you think they're they're confident that they can make it through to whenever Miles Michaelis and Jack Flaherty are ba- are back with what they have currently, or do you still anticipate that a move is at least in play for this team before the deadline? You know, this is a good question and one that I feel like the answer changes to every day. When we talked to President of Baseball Operations John Mozeliak on Friday. He said it's not a question of whether the Cardinals are going to be buyers or sellers. He does not think, given with, even with all the rotation issues, that the Cardinals will be sellers. He said it's very hard to imagine they'll get to that point. The question is, are they going to be buyers or are they going to be holders? And a lot of that will be indicative on how the rotation shapes out with these, you know, their stopgap options they have coming up. Adam Wainwright and Kwong and Kim, especially as of late, have kind of cemented themselves. Wade LeBlanc, you know you're going to get four or five solid innings, and then you can have the aforementioned bullpen come in and, and shut the door like they did on Sunday. What Jake Woodford needs to do is be able to prove he can be kind of like Wade LeBlanc and give five quality innings, scatter a couple runs here or there. He, they're not going out there and expecting Jake Woodford to, to show, shove a complete game, right? Just eat some innings, limit the damage, and let the back end of the bullpen handle handle the rest of the work. I think that's the plan for Jake Woodford. And I think that's the plan for potentially Johan Oviedo if slash when he does start tomorrow, that hasn't been announced, but I, I'm not sure if there are any other options hmm. right now that the Cardinals can place tomorrow. So I think they're, I think the front office is being cautiously optimistic in implementing these different kinds of experiments. We've seen a couple failed ones and now it's time for Woodford to come in. And, you know, this is a guy that has been a starter the majority of his career rose through the minor leagues as a starter, certainly has the stuff to be able to do so when he was stretched out in Memphis. He topped out at 83 pitches. That's hovering right around the 85 pitch mark the Cardinals like their starters to be at. He scattered five five innings, two runs, only one earned. And, you know, he can go out and give the Cardinals that today. I think that's all they can really ask for. So as we see the Cardinals kind of play with their options for the rotation over the next couple of weeks, I think that will be very indicative of what they do at the deadline. I still think the biggest move, and I know Cardinals fans, they, they know what I'm about to say and they're rolling their eyes. The biggest move this team can make is getting Michaelis and Flaherty back, and that's kind of how they're banking on the success of their second half. I'm also just thoroughly enjoying the fact, Katie, that you just said Jake Woodford needs to do what Wade LeBlanc just did. And yeah. Raise your hand if you thought that would have been said. when the, No, not that's not true, T-Bone. Uh, speaking of Michaelis, Katie, uh, we heard John Mozeliak talk the other day about you know the options of do they have him kind of regain his stuff and rehab down in the minors but then come to the bigs and kind of keep his rehab going or do they go a little bit slower pace with him and just keep him down there to get that pitch count up? It feels like it makes the most sense to just give Michaelis as much time as possible, but it also is kind of urgency mode, isn't it, for the Cardinals? So what do you think they do with him? Yeah, again, a great point because they're kind of in this like paradigm of, of both options, like you just explained. But I think the, the biggest theme that the Cardinals have stressed with Michaelis and with Jack has been the recovery. You know, they're not going to push these guys and risk further injury because of an urgent situation. Um, that makes what, you know, LeBlanc and Oviedo and Woodford, what their responsibility, it makes it a little bit more dire there. But they're going to be very careful with Miles, and they're going to be very careful with Jack. And I can't see them rushing Miles through rehab just to get him up, especially if he could potentially get hurt again. I mean, we've already seen this in May, and they were very confident, and Miles was very confident he was ready to go. But, of course, you cannot simulate a, a major league environment on a rehab assignment. It's just completely different atmospheres. So I think the Cardinals will err on the side of caution there. I don't see them rushing through and being urgent with, with Miles down on his rehab assignment, which could potentially begin as early as this week, by the way. I think this will be a very much, you know, let's be cautious. Let's take our time. 
And when he crosses all the check marks and double crosses them and maybe triple crosses them, then we'll bring them up. We're talking to Katie Wu for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Find her work over at The Athletic. You should subscribe. They have fantastic reporting over there with her on the Cardinals, with JR on the Blues. You can also find her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. Katie, if we were doing this show on Sunday after KK's start on Saturday uh, afternoon, we would probably be almost exclusively talking about him today. First of all, what was it like for you to be able to see that start with his family in the stands? And then uh, as a follow-up question to that, there were some conversations after the game about KK's future here in St. Louis. Do you think he would be an interesting uh, extension candidate after the season, given what we've seen from him so far this year? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, let's let's backtrack a little bit to having his family at, at Bush Stadium. Look, I am not one that is very, like, vocal in the press box um, with, I mean, I'm vocal about my work and my annoyance with myself, (laughs) but when it comes to like things on the field, I usually like, you know, have a couple thoughts that don't say them, but there, I absolutely just like melted when I saw KK's family in the stands, they look so happy. I cannot even think about how emotional that, that must've been for everybody involved there. I mean, what KK had to do in 2020 come to a brand new country that does not speak his foreign language in the middle of a pandemic and not know when he can see his family again must have been, I mean, he's two, he has two young kids. Like, that must have been so difficult, I can't even fathom it. So to see them there and on the scoreboard and then for KK to deliver another gem, that was just very cool. Um, baseball aside, it was a very cool human moment. Um, but I think absolutely what KK has been able to do, especially over his last four starts, um, and even what he did in 2020, absolutely warrants an extension conversation. Again, the Cardinals have had their fair share of injuries and have learned again and again that you can never have too much starting pitching. Um, KK said he would like to remain a Cardinal for several years. I, he looks healthy. I know he's 32, but you know, you sign him a couple more years and, and I, I think there's no way that the Cardinals could, would not benefit from having a veteran left-hander that can go out, be efficient, pitch for the weak contact that he's patented for. And, you know, all that aside, He's really liked by his teammates, and he really likes being in St. Louis. So I absolutely think he's a candidate for an extension, and I hope that, and I believe that's something that the Cardinals will will consider. Katie, one more on pitching from me. I, I'm I'm interested if you've heard anything about this Cole Hamill situation because we saw the report of he was throwing for a lot of scouts and teams, and I know that you reported that the Cardinals were one of those teams. Have you heard anything about Cole Hamill's possibility of signing for the team? I have not heard anything about the possibility. I just know that the Cardinals are one of the reported 20 teams in attendance. So, so my speculation is that Cole Hamels fits exactly what the Cardinals are, are trying to do right now. Proven veteran guy, a proven strike thrower. We have seen firsthand how important it is for this team to be able to throw strikes. Sounds simple, but it has been something they have struggled with. Um, he's a low-risk, adequate to high reward guy, similar to Wade LeBlanc, um, you know, different roles, of course, and Cole Hamill's being a bit more of an established starter. But, you know, both of these guys have very storied careers. They know how to win. They know how to throw strikes. Um, so my personal opinion is that that's someone that the Cardinals should target, um, especially with it looking more and more difficult to pull off something starting pitching-wise on the trade market. Final question for Katie Wu of The Athletic. Katie, what, what is the importance of this series against Chicago in your mind? I think it's very important. Um, you look at these two teams, similar records, different trajectories. The, the Cubs are, are, have declared themselves as sellers. The Cardinals have declared themselves as a second-half team that's going to make a push. Um, 
you throw out the rivalry aside, which is obviously very difficult to do, but this Cardinals team has much to prove, especially coming off their second series win against the best team in baseball. I mean, the Giants have the best record for a reason. They're a very good team. They hit home runs. They had very good starting pitching. The Cardinals were able to take four out of six from them. That says a lot. They have to build up on that, of course, with the Cubs, especially with a four-game series. I think this is a must-win series for them. So a lot riding on it. We'll see a lot of questions about the rotation answered with Woodford today, possibly Oviedo tomorrow. And if Wainwright and KK can continue on Wednesday and Thursday their established success, I think that will kind of ease the nerves of a lot of these guys. And also the offense needs to step up. Now, a lot of the offense has been trending in the right direction. Paul Goldschmidt's been electric over the last month. Paul DeYoung, another guy that really needs to get going, has had a very good July. So these are all current trends that need to keep rising that over the next four days really need to be on display as they head into Cincinnati over the weekend. Well, we'll be watching the games. We'll be reading your work over at The Athletic and following you on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. We always appreciate you hopping on with us on a Monday, Katie. All the best. Enjoy this series, and we'll talk with you again next week. You guys got it. Have a good one. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.